On the Daily Sundial, I'm PJ Shahamet, and this is the Dug Up Podcast. On Monday, February 8th, Chancellor Joseph Castro held a virtual news conference where, among many things, he discussed police funding, the CSU budget, and whether or not the COVID-19 vaccine will be enforced in the fall. Julia Terbesh of the Daily 49er at Cal State Long Beach attended the conference and talks about what to expect. So... To avoid legal issues, the CSU Chancellor Joseph Castro mentioned that vaccines will likely not be enforced this fall. Is there a timeline where a COVID-19 vaccine could start being enforced? Because there's like vac- there's been like vaccine enforcement for other diseases. I think that unless maybe the state or the federal government moves in that direction, I don't think the CSU will make any decisions like that because it sounded to me as somebody in that meeting that they're kind of afraid of being attacked. I might be reading into it a little too much, but he did say like to avoid any legal issues, like he's, they, he and other officials have strongly encouraged vaccination. And I think that they're hoping that that's enough, but I think that they understand that they can't enforce it. And unless like Newsom or the president, I don't know, if some unless somebody says something Aside from that, then it's just going to be a strong enforcement. Gotcha. Castro said that he expects to implement a standard of allowing for at least 50% of courses to be held in person. Granted, mm-hmm. granted, this is in fall when vaccines will be more readily available. For schools with like such a dense pop- student population, like Long Beach, with, with I believe like 35,000 people, or right. Northridge with 40,000 people, is do you know if this is safe or do you know if it'll be safe enough around that time to do 50% of courses? So at Long Beach, I've asked the, our president, President Jane Close Connolly, the same question. And she said she's hoping for 50 to 60% return to face-to-face instruction in the fall, which to me, I mean, to a lot of us sounds like a lot compared to 4% right now, but 50% is not 100%. And I think a lot of people we're expecting like, oh, return to in-person. That means everybody's going back. And the reason I think for the 50% is because at least according to Connolly at Long Beach, people are not going to want to come back. Some people are going to be afraid to return. They're going to, they're going to feel like, okay, well, even if I have the vaccine, maybe other people don't have the vaccine or I don't know. You just, you don't know. So they, they are, assuming they're going to enforce mask regulation and like social distancing. But I think that they assume people are going to, some people are not going to want to come back and that includes professors too. So it's, it's looking like it's going to be a combination of in-person and online and a lot of hybrid, like maybe an in-person course is going to have like, they meet Mondays in person, Wednesdays online or something because you're right. I mean, with a big population, that's still a lot of people coming to, to campus and if they don't have a way to enforce vaccination, it just seems like a super spreader event every single day. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, moving moving past that then, because there was more just than just the talk of vaccination. There was talk about students' desire to defund the campus police. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So that was my question in the meeting. And I asked it because one of our reporters um, at the 49er had attended the Board of Trustees meeting last month or earlier this month, I can't remember when it was. During the Board of Trustees meeting, they were discussing a lot of administrative things in the budget. And 
in public comment, students would just kept asking about defunding the campus police, defunding campus police, and they didn't really have an answer for that. And so I, I felt like this was an opportunity for me to address that. So it felt like all the questions were kind of geared toward returning to in-person instruction and vaccination distribution, stuff like that. So I just said, well, based on the public comment, I mean, it seems like a lot of students are wondering about defunding campus police. Like, what do you have any plans for that? And he, he said basically no. And that was something that we found reporting for the last meeting. Campus police is something that's enforced. Like the CSU can't really enforce that. That's more of a campus by campus decision. So I think, I feel like at the end of the day, they could decide to do it and all the campuses would follow suit. But he made the decision to say, look, I mean, there's still break-ins and stuff like that. So it's important to have campus police. And he said, like, clear as day, I'm, I'm not, um, I don't foresee any, not, he's not going to remove any funds from that, from, from police. So I'm sure a lot of students are upset about that because obviously that's a big issue right now. And it just seems like more and more they're not really doing anything. So the chancellor said that he wanted to create more faculty diversity. Mm -hmm. um, what is what is he doing to encourage that? Like, is there a percentage he hopes to reach? And like, when does he hope to achieve that? I don't remember any of those details being discussed during the meeting. And I think some of that is listed in his like point by point plans um, of things he wants to address as chancellor. Like a lot of these questions, he kind of, in my opinion, had like vague answers. Like he'd said they're planning to have more diverse hiring and reaching out to communities. Like, okay, what exactly does that mean? Where, what communities? How, what are these plans? Like, what does this outreach look like? So it seems like at the moment he intends to do these things, but I don't know what the details are and what he, what that looks like. And, like, are there committees established to do that? I, I, it to me feels unclear. Uh, so Castro has requested three hundred sixty-five million dollars in additional resources. Do you talk about where all of this funding will go? Because I know he mentioned that it would go towards some grants and then towards student campuses as well. Uh, but that's like that's a lot of money. Again, this might sound vague, but I, it seems like he's asking for this amount. And then once they get it, they're going to decide what to do with it. And I'm assuming they're going to have to disperse it between campuses. And I wonder if that it's going to be an equal amount per campus. It should be. Or maybe it'll be based on population or something. But And then maybe it'll be up to the campus to decide what to do with it. Because, I mean, at Long Beach, like we've been, we had received money and then administrators kind of decided what to do with it so it must be something along those lines i don't know if the csu could make a whole system-wide decision on how the funds will be spent um and uh finally uh castro said he will start regularly visiting campuses within the csu mm -hmm. system uh virtually for now and then person later on like what does he hope to get out of this I think he wants to kind of show that he's involved and he's not just like the top dog just sitting there like making decisions. Like I think he wants to be a face that people know and a, 
a figure like within the community within all the campuses um but he didn't go into specifics as to why he's doing it or what that's going to look like so i'm wondering what like what he means by virtually visiting like how is he going to see the campus or meet students virtually like is there going to be a giant virtual press like or, virtual event i don't know like or just like one of those robots that just tours the campus right yeah. that would be funny i don't know um yeah i mean it's a good idea in theory but i don't know how that mm. would be executed well thank you so much julia thanks for interviewing me i don't know if i've ever been interviewed i'm always doing the interviews so this is fun Thanks for listening to the Dugout Podcast. You can read Julia's article on the Daily 49ers website, as well as the Daily Sundial site at sundial.csun.edu. I'll also link it in the description. Talk to you next week. Thanks.